Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Ray! Ivy! Ivy! Uh, sorry, we're a bit late this week because Rachel. <laughs> All I'll say is plus one frozen peas <laughs> and a slight glow that I haven't seen in a while. We went up to the Blue Mountains for a weekend away. We That's right, antiquing. <laughs> you've, you've got the look of antiquing about you. I will post on our Facebook page a photo because we did a wee bit of antiquing, not too much because plus one, understandably, as I'm sure you would be the same. Hates it. Uh, he says that he just has a problem with browsing. He doesn't mind if there's a point to the shopping. But this is the classic male-female shopping style mm. where, you know, uh, blokes can walk into Aldi, could walk into Toys R Us, could walk into Bunnings and go, I just need this, which means I'll go to aisle 12, I'll do it and piss off. Yeah. The beautiful ladies, mm-hmm. it could be a news agency, it could be Supre, <laughs> but the figure eights of shopping that go on, where the re- I've got to go to the other corner of the store. How do I know if I want gardening monthly unless I stand and peruse it for a couple of moments? Correct, correct. And I'm just like, oh, this is what the internet's for. <laughs> this is what you being awake while I'm asleep is for on the internet. So you can just eBay, like, like just search the world. But there's so much joy to discovering that you want something when you're in the shop and you never even knew. To be fair, though, I've got to say, I do like an antique. Oh, do you? I don't you? mind an antique. I've grown to love the antique. See, I love the antique. Because that is the ultimate meander. You do find that there is nowhere else like the antique store to find shit that nobody would buy. It's almost like their MO with the antique store is if nobody will buy it, Put it out anyway. But I think of antiques a little bit like porn Is in that uh, there's a lot of it out there. Yeah. Most of it's not for me. Yeah. But somewhere, somewhere, <laughs> there is somebody who is absolutely obsessed with old butter knives. Well, have like, a... obsessed. <laughs> and also, the best way to sell an old piece of junk is to just put the word vintage on it. <laughs> have a look at this sweet vintage doll that is for sale oh, in no. the Blackheath Antique Store. <laughs> I will put this on our Facebook page. <laughs> oh, wow. This is the most terrifying thing you have ever seen in your life. For $29, who the f*** is buying this for their child? Who looks at that and goes, someone will want it, I'll yeah, pop it out? But you realise that there's some bloke who loves our podcast, you know, in rural Queensland. Yes. Who's just gone, what's the name of that story again? <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. I wanted to throw out a little bit of Paul and Rach podcast hate. Oh, we've been getting some. No, no, no. I mean, we as a podcast are throwing hate towards somebody. Oh, let's go. <laughs> In the world of television, as you would well know, sometimes when you go and do things out and about, there will be PR people involved. Oh, yeah. God love them. Now, recently I did a little something for television. So I come down with my camera to do across about the event that's going on. And I see this bloke out of the side of my a corner of my vision just hanging around like a bad smell and eventually as soon as there was like a moment where i wasn't talking to anybody he just sidles up to me and says uh this is my venue here i've um i've loaned it to them for the evening i was like uh that's great well done you that's that's <laughs> lovely of you to do that and charitable and but clearly not as charitable because you wouldn't be telling everybody every five seconds he said um if you could just get the name of our venue into uh into this cross that'd be uh, that'd be great no. i said uh i'm about to go to air in 
a minute and a half. And I'm not doing a 30-minute piece. Exactly. This is a very swift piece that has been pre-approved. He said, well, it's it's just one word. I'm sure you could squeeze it in because we've given the event um, the venue and so we really need a bit of coverage. Oh, what a dick! It's like, you a-hole. So anyway, I get do the cross, I manage to squeeze the thing in and at the end I was just like, oh, I kind of wish I'd stood my ground. You know, I just hate that douchey behaviour. If he had have come to me and said, we didn't know you guys were coming down but now that you're here, like we'd really love it if you could just get a mention in. If you don't, I totally understand but if you could, then I would have gone a bend over backwards to do it and I was angry at myself because I squeezed it in anyway. You gave in to the bully? I gave in to the bully. Okay, here's, here's a trap for young players. Mm. Right? Learned this trick on the road as a radio reporter and have followed it all the way through. Yep. Somebody comes up and says, mate, can you do us a favour? Can you make sure that you mention... Absolutely. And don't do it. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Let's get this shit out of the way. The Ice Bucket Challenge. Mm. What is it? Okay. Why do I care? All right. First things first. Obviously, the charity's awesome. Of course. Obviously, the... Come on, all of that. But I haven't even watched many of the videos, and I already believe it's not about the charity anymore. It's about celebrities wanting to look hilarious and crazy and getting lots of YouTube hits. Am I wrong by assuming that? Absolutely. And also, the way everyone carries on, as if... Is this a cold water. Like, it's cold water. Yeah. It's not being dumped headfirst, you know, in Arctic ice. Exactly. Like, it's... I saw Olivia Wilde's one today, and she did it with breast milk instead. Oh, now we're interested. Well, she's raising awareness. (laughs) I don't know how this gets donations. Nobody knows if the money's going anywhere. But then also, it's that thing where if you don't do it, you're supposed to give a hundred bucks, but if you do it, it's ten bucks. I'm just like, why isn't it just a flat 50? And also, why are we losing our shit over 100 bucks? I mean, giving is giving, yes. But if, you know, if Benedict Cumberbunch or whatever his name is, (laughs) is throwing ice over his head and donating half a million dollars, well, let's all get excited about this brilliant ice bucket challenge. Am I the only one who, when I saw this stuff starting to roll around America, I've gone, how long before one of the TV breakfast shows here? They just, they love a bit of a viral buy Yeah, but you know the Australian breakfast television scene when it comes to a viral video like they come to a virus after we've cured it and like they come to the virus at polio stage you know it's cured nobody's you know been affected by it for 40 years breakfast TV's on that shit exactly but then there's the whole echo chamber then it runs you know on the internet news thing and then oh the radio stations have got to do it but yeah uh, the breaking news a Scottish teenager has died after performing an elaborate ice bucket challenge stunt. This is news.com.au. Cameron Lancaster, 18, drowned on Saturday while reportedly jumping feet first into deep water into a quarry. But this sounds to me like some blokes just stupidly jumped into a freezing cold quarry and somebody's got ice bucket challenge. One of the one of the great casualties of the ice bucket. He, he jumped in around. I mean, you so know, you're saying there's no proof just because. So, you know, well, we haven't seen the video yet, though. Who knows if he hashtagged ice bucket challenge <laughs> as he was jumping in? I don't think this has anything to do with it. Well, I stand by. That said, <laughs> um, if you have found any hot chicks that are doing this, <laughs> hit the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. 
Right, on a scale of 1 to 10, um, 1 being functional idiot, 10 being Stephen Hawking, mm. I would probably put my spelling skills at a minus 3. Do you reckon? Are you a bad speller? You haven't noticed this. I haven't noticed. God love you. <laughs> really? I'm shite <laughs> But I'm not a shit house of some council workers in Bristol yeah. who, uh, when painting the road, simply had to write the word bus stop. Yeah. They spelled bus, B-U-P. <laughs> Isn't there a stencil? I yeah. thought there was a stencil that you put down. Yeah. So this person is so dumb that they couldn't even go and get the piece of metal that spelled B-U-S-S-T-O-P. Surely if you are now a traffic kid, you know, one of those people that does the stop and slow signs, I mean, you have to go through a full course to do that. Don't they love that too? Oh, like the humour seems to have gone. Now it's like, I've got this power over you. They look so, so lauding of their ability But to do you also traffic. notice that they're all female now? Sometimes. And... <laughs> And I love the fact that we've got more females getting into construction jobs and all of those typically male jobs. But I still feel like, oh, and this is going to sound slightly feminist and you know I hate that bullshit. That's right, Clementine Ford. (laughs) But it's like the girls have gotten into construction, but they're still giving them the girly tasks, (laughs) you know? Yeah, you're not driving the plane, you can do the stop go thing. Exactly. (laughs) Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. I'm worried about you, by the way. You're just sitting here leaning back on, on one of our cafe chairs in, yeah. in, in the Murray household. Yeah. I'm just worried that you're going to you, you're fall gonna go over. Tip here. Oh, I almost did in that last break. Well, this is it. So, I went bakery a couple of days ago, going mm. and uh, purchasing. Uh, Let me guess, cheese and bacon rolls? No, no, no. I, I was, it was, uh, what are they called? A cheese roll. It's awful. Right, okay. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, and I've gone in there and there was a kid. Yeah. And was sort of leaning back, leaning back, leaning back. And then the chair started to tip, the kid would have hit their head on on a cafe table. I've grabbed the chair. Oh, save the day. Save the day. Dad turns around and goes, oi, what are you doing? What? And I said, your kid was just... And he just looked at me, just like, just couldn't understand. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's how it works, is we all go on the internet and we work out where all the kids are. (laughs) In broad... I mean, come on. I think we've glossed over something here, though. Paul Murray, bakery superhero. (laughs) Bake man. (laughs) You're listening to Paul and Rach. Breaking news. You didn't give me a warning. All right, here we go, everyone. Breaking news. Breaking news. Huffington Post. Man fakes kidnapping so he can party without girlfriend. Oh, shit. <laughs> a British bloke was fine after he uh, he texted his girlfriend saying he'd been kidnapped. What is it with these people that come up with these elaborate schemes? If you need to t- pretend that you have been kidnapped to go out, you are in the wrong relationship. Yeah, you send her a text saying, Dal, it's over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, seriously. Have you heard the story about Rory McIlroy uh, breaking oh. up with his wife? His, his what, fiancé or wife? Fiancé. On the phone. Hang on a second. Five minutes ago, you wanted to spend the rest of your life with this person. This isn't somebody you went on one date with and you're like, oh, God, how do I squeeze out of this? This is somebody who you said, I want to marry you, grow old with you, be together forever, and you're calling them to say you're broken up with them? She's met your mum. But that would be one of those calls where you wanted to go through the voicemail, wouldn't it? (laughs) What? I've got this idea, though, that he's gone, yes, now I can tell voicemail. No. You've got to hang up and try again. 
Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. I'm going to surprise you with a mess of a thing. Oh. I, I want to tell you a little story about a woman. Uh, her name is Christina. She is now 30, and 15 years ago, she went to Ibiza. I don't know what she was doing there as a 15-year-old. Oh, I was going to say, hang on. <laughs> oh, she, she was running the kitty crash. She was running the kitty crash. So she's gotten one of those hilarious, amusing, wonderful things that everybody does on holiday and gotten a caricature of themselves. Mm. So she's gone up to an artiste. You like roller <laughs> Every little girl likes roller skating. <laughs> so she's had an artiste do a little caricature of her and she's taken it and she's thought, well, I just love this cartoon so much. I'm going to spend the next 15 years of my life and 130,000 quid getting surgery to look like the caricature. What? <laughs> what? She said, quote, the cartoon woman was so glamorous. She was everything I wanted to be. Hang on, hang on. A caricature, that would be big ears, big nose, big teeth, big eyes. I will let you see it in a second after I've told you that she has had a whole bunch of cosmetic surgeries, including Botox, semi-permanent like tattoo makeup, five boob jobs, taking her from a 32D to a 36K. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Which means as a caricature, somebody was drawing boobs on the (laughs) A15-year-old. Yes. That were disproportionate to her actual boobs. But the worst part of the whole thing is that during the boob surgeries, the other thing that the caricaturist had done was, like, give her heart-shaped nipples. (laughs) She didn't. She has got heart-shaped nipples. Here is a photo, and we'll put this up on the Facebook page, of this woman and the picture she wanted (laughs) to become. Oh, my God. Who is looking at that and saying, that is beautiful, that's what I want, I want, Carl, and have a crack at these nipples. Oh, my God. <laughs> and look at the bloke who's with her. Oh, yeah. I love it because <laughs> she's got heart-shaped buzzies. <laughs> she is a, firstly, fat mess. <laughs> And he's given it a bit of, oh, I love her look and I love the look of the character. They've both got the same big personality. No, 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 no. As a fellow fatty myself, (laughs) you've got big appetites for shit food. Could we please hunt down the sort of Rolf Harris, Jimmy Savile-style creep yeah. who drew massive tits and heart-shaped nipples on a 15-year-old girl? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what that's a job for? Bakery superhero. Oh, another kid. <laughs> Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. So Plus One is back in the country. He's been away for four and a half months. Now... Can you hand back those frozen peas? <laughs> so we've been talking about his arrival for four and a half months, right? We're talking about the day that I'm standing in the arrivals area and he comes out of the customs department and we see each other for the first time. Too much pressure. This, so there much. There's so much pressure. This this is, uh, you know, not to freak him out, one of those kind of wedding day-like fantasies mm-hmm. where you've worked it all out, rah, 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 but you haven't done the sums on, oh, but I probably might need to do a beforehand or I've got a sore tummy or you know there's the magic moment hence the issues of reality so we get up and he arrives at 7 30 in the morning now I'm thinking to myself we got a good half hour of baggage check and all of that kind of business so I've sort of said okay I'll get there at 10 oh, to 8 timed the run I've timed the run but I've gotten into the uh, eastern distributor and I thought oh 
This is a lot heavier traffic than oh, at two o'clock in the afternoon, oh, isn't it? No. <laughs> so I discovered peak hour. I discovered peak hour because one of the great blessings of a life in media and freelance work is that you never have to sit in peak hour traffic. Tell me about it. Last night I came home from you know a mate's place mm. two in the morning. Nothing on the road. <laughs> Nothing. And I've gone. Geez, I don't know what everyone complains about. Nothing. Right. So I get onto the freeway. And there's bloody traffic. And I'm sitting here and I think, oh, shit. And then I get a text, I'm getting my bag. Oh, <laughs> welcome home, darling. And, I, and we've talked about this for months and months on end. When I'm going to be standing there, I said to him, I'm going to go and I'm going to get a cup of tea and I'm going to stand there. I'm going to be there like 15 minutes early. I'm going to get a good spot. We're going to, I'm going to see you come through. And I wrote to him, don't get it quickly. I'm not even there yet. So then we kept getting the back and forth text. I get stuck in traffic. Then I can't get a park except on level seven of the car park. Then the elevators are broken. So I have to run down. They don't even have stairs. It's all ramps. So you have to go down all the ramp, which means 50 metres that way, 50 metres that way, 50 metres that way. Eventually I get down there and what he's had to do is he's gone through customs. Now, you know the bit where you wait to go out. He's had to stand there like some kind of weirdo and let everybody pass and just stand on his phone. So you can have the moment. So we can have the moment. And so he's standing inside customs looking like the condom full of heroin's dislodged (laughs) and he's a bit uncomfortable. He can't walk down the gangplank or something. I feel so... See, he's a keeper because that's pretty impressive behaviour. But secondly, he would have had the shits with you. (laughs) Because we all know how this is. It doesn't matter where you fly, if you fly for an hour, if you fly for 15, whatever. If everything's not right on pickup, there's this... But there's just a crank that's there. He's flown from Europe. Yeah. Yeah. He's done the big one. Yeah. He just wants to get home and go to sleep. Not only that, he's done France to England, England to New York, night in New York, New York to Sydney. (laughs) Just one second, I'm on the Eastern Distributor. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Just a quick little thing about airports. I was noticing uh, old mate, that pig of a thing who oh, took well, a... Oh, well, racist. <laughs> You're going to start going on about certain people coming to this country. <laughs> they bring valuable tourist dollars here, Rachel, <laughs> and you just going off your nut. You're going you're gonna to backflip on this when you work out who I'm talking about. That dude who took a photo of his son with the, the severed head. Dickhead. <laughs> yeah, massive dickhead. How the is he getting out of the country on his brother's passport and I can't get out with 150 mil moisturiser? <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, there is an article of clothing that is designed for comfort. Mm-hmm. It is meant to be comfortable. It is something to be celebrated. But I feel fundamentally uncomfortable about them. What? Tracksuit pants. Obviously, it's uh, about as little effort as you can put into the world. Yes, yeah. But there's something that feels a little bit semi-nude about it, a little bit homeless, if you will. Having been in the Blue Mountains over the weekend, I went and did a lot of walks, and the only thing I own that's sort of walkwear, except for like these three-quarter style aerobics pants, and you ain't going... by the way... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the lift, the lift. But you're not going out in the Blue Mountains with exposed shins. Correct. You know, I mean, it's freezing. Not at this time of year. It's super cold. So the only thing I had was sort of your black Bonds tracksuit pants. Now, when you're walking, <laughs> what? So Paul Plus One has gone from Europe to New York yes. to come home to the missus. Yes. Who makes him wait at the airport. Yes. Who wears the tracksuit pants. Yes, I also got a cold sore too. Oh. <laughs> 
Jesus. <laughs> this poor, poor man. I know. He hasn't come home to anything spectacular, that is for sure. But the one thing I noticed about the tracky pants is when you're on a walking track or something, I feel like it's a practical pant because, you know, I mean, it's an exercise pant. But at the same time, I'm at that stage of my life now where I feel like activities have to have certain attires. So when I go walking, I feel like I need to now go to Kathmandu to buy walking gear. You know what I mean? Like those walking pants that you can zip off into shorts and your walking shoes and then a little rain sheeter or something. See, what's happening now is that you've actually hit that time in your life where you've now taken on, you know, the mum gene. There are now such things as good scissors, bad scissors, <laughs> good jumpers. There's a whole world of things where yeah. you couldn't possibly have, you know, the first couple of years a kid going to the shops in a tutu. But by the time the second kid comes around or they're four, Whatever. <laughs> I cannot wait for the day that my kid comes downstairs in a bike helmet, a pair of rollerblades, a tutu, some fairy wings, and a super soaker and says, I'm going to school. And I look at that kid and say, Yes, you are, sweetheart. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. I would like to have a moment for of reflection. A moment of reflection for a the simpler from time. Jurassic Park. <laughs> no, oh, no, he died too. By the way, you know, if you if you had the if you say death a book, goddamn thing about Jurassic Park being bad, I'll kill you. Really? I love Are you all in on? I mean, for a start. Jeff Goldblum. Really? You know he's my top no, three. No, I know, but you would have seen that as a young lady. So what, when the first fires of passion? Oh, he is. Going, <laughs> I mean, that bit with the chaos theory and the drop of water on the hand, I mean. Hang on, so while I was two moon junctioning yes. and wild orchiding. <laughs> yes, yes, I was Jurassic Park. You're on the loop. Mm-hmm. You've got a civic video and they've mm-hmm. got, yes, you can have it. <laughs> You've worn it out anyway. Your dad can have electric blue (laughs) so i would like to reflect on a time when going to a restaurant and asking for a glass of water was not then responded to with the phrase sparkling still or tap oh yes remember when you said can we have some water for the table they brought over tap water as a matter of course if i wanted mineral water I asked for you mineral water. This is my whole theory about lime and lemon. If I want the extra, I ask for the you extra. Ask for it. Otherwise, give me the base. Exactly. However, now we've gotten into a situation where you say, can we have some water for the table? And the waiter says, sparkling still a tap. And you feel like a tight ass for saying tap. Correct. I'm not drinking water direct from the Ganges, yes. you, know, you know, in a restaurant on a Saturday night. The shit that comes out of the tap is mwah, tell me pristine. About it. Tell me about it, my beautiful one, beautiful Shani, the one I love, the one who I... <sighs> That's enough. <laughs> she will not drink water out of the tap. No. Will not drink water out of the tap. And really? I'm like, what? She's not one of these people who, and seriously, somebody once said to me, don't drink tap water because fluoride makes you dumb. Bruce, <laughs> 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 um, She won't because, I don't know. She, so she's like, so we have to buy, you know, 25 oh, Mount Franklins all the time. And I'm like... There's nothing wrong with the water that comes out of a tap, but don't you feel at... The restaurant, when somebody asks you for sparkling or still, do you have that moment where you look around and go, is, is anyone here going to think I'm a tight if I say tap? Well, but also, I've not ever once, ever, ever heard anyone say still. Because they go, yeah. all right, if I'm going to do it, I'm out, so I'll get yeah. sparkles. <laughs> yeah. But I go three sips in, and then I'm burping for the rest of the dinner. 
<laughs> do you not have that with the sparkling water? I always go. I always think it's it's sort of the classier option, but then it turns me into a bogan because I'm just doing the old <laughs> every five seconds. Yeah, it's the water that turns you <laughs> into the bogan. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rach, I don't deny, when it comes to a lot of the fashionable things of the world, I will be late to the party or I will not attend at all. I'm sitting here in your brown uh, dressing gown, so I'm with you. Welcome, baby. <laughs> oh, you're rocking it. You Thanks. really are rocking it. I thought it. so. Oh, this is Catwalks of Milan yeah. from, from Paulie's kitchen table to the Catwalks of Milan. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've discovered eBay. Uh, yeah. Welcome to 2014. Yeah, I, and I'm obsessed. Are you? Obsessed. It all started with, it all started with a PayPal account. Oh, God. A couple of weeks ago, the ease of which, because it ain't real money. Mm-hmm. And then I've uh, I've started in the world of eBay, and I just love going for a random search, watch this item, watch this item, watch this item, watch this item. And I'm seriously considering, these are some of the purchases I'm seriously considering as we speak. <laughs> okay, go. Okay. A cigarette lighter yes. given by President George W. Bush to some staffer called Mark. Does it come with some kind of authentication papers? Oh, no, but it's got a logo on it. <laughs> or what, like a presidential seal yeah. or something? Oh, how much is this going for? 300 bucks. Oh, shit. Too much? Too little? No, no, no. That's pretty, that's pretty reasonable for something of that ilk. Okay, what about Balmain Tigers car badges? They're plastic, and I can take all the Holden off my Commodore and put a Balmain Tigers thing. No. Just when you thought you couldn't get more bogan. <laughs> Just when you thought. This the stuff you can... It's awesome. This has been around for years. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm late to the party, but the party's still rocking. Oh, it's still rocking. You know, I had a friend of mine, he renovated his house <gasps> with like offcuts of tiles and furniture and artwork and things, purely with stuff he found on eBay. Wow. Did the whole house for $7,000. Wow. Yeah. If you have the time to dedicate, and he was working at like an eight-hour job, so in reality he's probably foregone about 50 grand in wages, <laughs> but seven grand to renovate a house. Can you imagine how much his local post office hated him? <laughs> like, like, firstly, every day, drip, 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 and then a f- bath. <laughs> <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Have you heard of a show called Dating Naked? I heard about it. This is your classic case of television sort of jumping the shark and not knowing what, you know, we, I mean, we've done it all now. We've yeah. done every single thing. But this sounds like one of those things, what is, you know, Alone and Naked, one of those survival shows that's uh, on. And I turned on thinking, oh, I might say some boobs. No. <laughs> no. They've just blurred it all out. Go, this, 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 it's not naked. No. Nah, it's, it's just blur. It's just rubbish. Let me show you a little bit of Dating Naked. I'm not really a golf person. Oh, yuck. No, you don't. I think I look good. <laughs> the problem with these style shows in, uh, and we will post this video on our Facebook page. By the way, what about the blur? Hey, clearly, there's no black there. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you noticed this? <laughs> That's a lot of manscaping right there. She is, I would say, Fifty Shades of Nuts. Oh, oh, absolutely. You are never going and to at get best of six. Oh, at, at very best, she would seriously bite your <laughs> off. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Just a very quick thing about... No. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, I'm putting my foot down. Okay. I've had enough. Okay. About people that comment on articles and things online. That crazy, nutso, over-the-top reaction to something that really should not make that big an impact on your life. Tell me about it. I did an interview the other day with a woman who was a convert to Islam. She's done it for, done it for 40 years. Now, I'm pretty hardcore, like most people are, about Islamic State and all that serious. Yes. I had 400 comments on the Facebook page hating me because I didn't yell at this woman on television, mm. including people saying, that was so soft, I'm surprised she didn't convert you, Paul. Oh, God. I get it. If you, if you don't like something or you disagree, just don't. Just lie. get, But also just get on with your life. Correct. You know, just get on with your life. So uh, Plus One wrote an article about, you know, a little romantic getaway place in New Zealand. Now, the article... Oh, hang on. Whoa, whoa, he's going to romantic <laughs> getaways in New Zealand without you? He went by himself. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is one of the great perils of being a travel writer. He said, in my single days, the number of times that I have gone to review romantic getaways, things for couples, and everybody in the restaurant is there with someone they love, and I'm there on my own. But what a great way to pick up. That would be a magnificent way to pick up. But there's nobody there that's not in a relationship. Well, no, but okay, the day before you go... You go to a bar and you say, hey, Dave, guess what? I'm a travel writer. Here's some of me work. Um, <laughs> do you want to come to this place for a weekend? You, me, Fiji, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, how Richard Gear, pretty woman is that? It's excellent. That is impressive. Well, anyway, so he's written this thing. It's finally come out. And so I Notice never... she shut that down, everyone. There are no other women. <laughs> They never have been. They never will be. (laughs) I never uh, look at comments online when I write articles because it just, it's a whole. Who's this girl to tell me (laughs) what to do? Oh, look at her. Isn't she the chick from. Exactly. It is just a whole world of nuts that I want nothing to do with. But he is quite interested in. (laughs) You've just drunk a cup of cold tea and spat it back in the car. Sorry. That's quite disgusting. Anyway, so he's read through the comments. Now, you know, I mean, there are a million things that you could say. All it is is a nice puff piece about a romantic getaway in New Zealand. You could say, stayed there, loved it, thought it was great, went there, didn't have the same experience as you did, plus one, but thanks for your input anyway. The only comment that he had on his in his entire thing was he took some photos of the venue and things, and then the owner on a quad bike there on the property because, of course, he included a bit of story about the history of the place and all this stuff. Lovely. The only comment in the entire article was, why isn't that woman on the quad bike wearing a safety helmet if she's using it for work purposes? Oh, my God. Imagine living with this. Imagine living next door to this. These are the people who ring the police about Everything. Excuse me, I'm Triple O. My neighbour's sprinkler's on. (laughs) Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Rach, I love the tweet that you did yesterday about the VMAs and the thing about this country, America, where Elvis was provocative for shaking his hips. In a full suit. And there is a woman bouncing around shaking her plentiful behind for the world to see and simulating Rudy. Have you seen the Anaconda film clip? But this thing, it's like the Miley Cyrus thing that it's like I'm a red-blooded bloke. I love boobs. I love bum. Mm-hmm. I, love, I, love, I love the look. Mm-hmm. I love a good mm-hmm. lovely lady. But when it's just thrust at you? It's there. Yeah. It's just, it is so blatant. It is, it's like 
somebody's shoving $20 in your hand. You go, whoa, what did I do for this? Yes, yeah, yeah. Put the $20 over there. Let me see it yeah. out of the corner of my – oh, that's 20 bucks over there. What I might just go over and get it. in a wallet and just have a little bit of it see? hinting. You go, oh, the mystery. Is, see? Is that a red lobster? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Don't shove it in my mouth and say, take the 20 bucks. Let me choose. Don't put that goddamn string, G-string bikini thing with the – I mean, we're talking about tracky dacks earlier. The tracky dacks hanging down underneath oh. and the G-string over the top. I mean, that is an embarrassing look. How has that now become fashionable? But the thing was is that she had some wardrobe malfunction or something and uh. today – it's yeah, it was completely staged. It of course, is, it was staged. Of course, it was. Like it's these, all staged. This is what I find hilarious: is that is that you know, if you've done a school play, the effort that goes into a set and the costumes and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Now imagine a global television event. Americans who do this so well, yeah. There's not going to be a wardrobe malfunction. Oh, of course not, yeah. Where you get like an actual, you know, proper mistake is in your high school theatre production. Correct. For example. Oh, did it it fell out? No, me, Miss Hannigan, in the Annie play in year 11, there was a scene where I had to come into the orphanage singing. I can't remember which song it was in particular. Where is Annie? Little Annie, the one with red curly hair. Exactly that. It's like you were there. And I had to race from the side of the stage out and onto the stage to to make this quick transition and I've sprinted round the side. I've come through the curtains at the back and I've run in singing my first line and what's happened as I've run through, you know, the little loop that comes down that goes around that pulls a curtain back and forward? My neck has (gasps) gone straight through it as I've run full belt onto the stage and boom, straight back, yanked back off stage. You're like Claire Dane's bloke in Homeland. Oh, who's, what happened there? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. The Australian rapper who I can't pronounce, Iggy... Oh, Iggy Azalea. There, thank you. Oh, yes, thank yes. You. That um, there was, you know, massive news because she fell off a stage. And... It reminded me of my little brother, mm-hmm. who I love. Oh, I love you, Jakey. Sorry to do this to you. But um, when we were in primary school, I don't know, for some obscure reason, the way to celebrate the bicentenary in 1988 was for kids to wear knickerbockers. Did and you have to dress up too in the dance, bicentenary? Dance the Maypole. Maypole. What was with that? Why are we all dancing the Maypole? Correct. Anyway, he's at, he's at Paramount Riverside Theatre. <laughs> it's dark. Yep. And he's holding his little, you know, maroon ribbon. Clunk. <laughs> I think that, you know, theatre and all those kind of productions spend such a lot of time on rehearsing and money on sets and, you know, practising and paying their actors and all that kind of bizzo. Just put a show on where people just fall off the stage. Oh, yes. No rehearsal, nothing. I've got an idea. Let's do Funniest Home Videos Live. (laughs) Yes. Where there's just like kids pushed over by cats. <laughs> yes. Just wall-to-wall blokes getting nutted with footballs. Were you one of those people that loved the funniest home videos? Loved. Loved. <laughs> what is it about? It's, I don't know. There's something, it's, to be honest, it's the part of your brain that still laughs at a fart. Have you been getting into the ice bucket fail challenges? No, at the moment what I'm into is a thing called rolling coal. Have I talked about this before? No, what's that? Rolling coal is where these idiots have rerouted their exhaust pipes on their trucks to aim them at pedestrians or people who are uh, riding bikes. That's not nice. No, <laughs> but it's funny. But why? Here's Rolling Colder. Do you smoke? 
Oh, that's so sad. You're an intelligent man. How are you finding this entertaining? Who knows, but it is hilarious and it's up on our Facebook page. It's just black smoke coming out the back of a car. Yeah, but it's black smoke being pushed onto people who don't want it. Oh, you're an idiot. Look, that's a cyclist. <laughs> is this the first thing we've broken up on? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Well, that's our podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Now it's time for Rachel to welcome a special guest to the program. Yes. As we finish each and every podcast with Uh-oh. Rachel's story time, Uh-oh. we have for last week and this week, and potentially a little longer if the love continues on social media, invited Regional Radio Man. Hello, Rachel. It's Regional <laughs> Radio Man. I've just been nominated for one, two, three Australian Commercial Radio Awards Best Provincial Talent. <laughs> I always thought it was funny that they call it provincial. It's a little patronising, but that's okay. It's so patronising. Okay, so regional radio... I just like being able to go and see the big stars. Regional Radio Man is back again to read Regional Radio Man Story Time. Mm. Now, do we continue? I think we keep the safe word as Regional Radio. Fine by me. Purely <laughs> because that's the only thing that Regional Radio Man usually says. Let's be honest, it's a one-note gag, but people <laughs> seem to like it. <laughs> this week's story from none other than People Magazine is Public Affair. Dan and I decided to head away for an early Christmas holiday. After a few boring hours on the road, I felt the sudden urge to lean over and start regional radioing Dan's trouser snake as he drew. That's a regional radio. Really? Well, I'm a blue regional radio man. Okay then. I decided to start regional radioing Dan's regional radio snake. As he drove, I kneeled on the seat so I could rub my regional radio, regional radio, while his regional radio grew in my mouth. You are so much riskier than I am, regional radio man. And I've got so much more to lose as a provincial radio talent. I was happy to give him... Oh, regional radio, but Dan had other ideas. He pulled into a parking bay that overlooked a big blue ocean Mm. and we rushed over to a grassy spot so no one would see our naughty adventure. (laughs) Once we had our spot, I continued where I left off, on my knees. (laughs) Dan ordered me... Oh, wow, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Dan ordered me onto all fours. So, <laughs> regional radio, regional radio. He was full throttle and pounding. Regional radio, regional radio. I enjoyed, uh, here comes the racist bit, Rach. Okay. Just as I was about to regional radio, we were interrupted by a busload of Chinese tourists. <laughs> Who pulled over for a break of their own I covered my regional radios as they jiggled about In full view of everyone telling Dan to regional radio (laughs) Before they called the cops However, the regional radio No, 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 no We rapidly put our clothes back on Hopped into the car and tooted as we drove off I yelled, welcome to Australia (laughs) See you next week 
You're listening to Paul and Rach.